0: Welcome everybody to the Miami Sports Junkie Podcast, your source for your Miami sports fix. Discussing everything from Jimmy Bucket's triple doubles to the Dolphins' receiver play troubles. Hosted by me, Miami Sports Junkie, Mr. JT, and Sean. Now, let's dive in. The Room production. We're excited to have Austin on. Um, we've been doing these locker rooms for probably about a month now. Um, sort of a live version of a podcast where it allows the guests to interact. Um, you know, tomorrow we have the Heat and the Sixers. It is you know a big game. It's it's obviously important for the Sixers because they can potentially clinch that one seed. It's obviously important for the Heat because we're still playing for that four, five, or six seed. Um, So we're going to look at a little bit of that. We're not going to do it. Um, We we do these live game day vitamins on game days. So we'll do that tomorrow. Um, So we're going to try to kind of zoom out a little bit and not just focus on tomorrow's game, but look at the NBA playoffs. Obviously we just got, Dealt some big news with Victor Oladipo not being mm-hmm. able to come back, um, you know, right before we came on here, and uh, we'll, we'll definitely look back. Uh, there, there happened to be a tweet that was sent a couple years ago that uh, we're gonna we're gonna address that a little bit too later on. So, <laughs> um, before we even get started, just you know, if, if people aren't familiar with you, Austin, just maybe a little background of uh, what you do for the Sixers.
1: Sure, I uh, I cover the Sixers for a website called. The painted lines. Uh, I'm a beat writer, podcaster. Um, I, I do dabble a little bit on the on the the live show and stream side of things, but most of my work is in the is in the written side. For better or for worse, as history has proven. <laughs> yeah, I've um, you know, not being a Sixers fan, but being in Philly, I've I've
0: definitely jumped in a couple times to their live. Um, pre-game, post-game type things. Uh, It's very similar. There's a lot of Heat fans in here that are familiar with Five Reasons Sports and kind of the pre- and post-game shows that they do uh, are very much the same. So, you know, maybe tomorrow or, you know, during the playoffs, definitely jump in there, even if you're not a Sixers fan, and uh, support the stuff they're doing. So, you know, let's just jump in, you know, talking about first the Sixers, obviously having a great season. They're currently in the one seed. Their magic number is one uh, to lock up that first seed. So when you're looking um, at the bottom half of the Eastern Conference, do you have, uh, I guess, an ideal matchup?
1: Um, I mean, I think Sixers fans would probably like to play the Charlotte Hornets of all teams just because I I, I don't think that there's really a a credible uh, matchup there that you can say like, okay, um, you know, this is a team that, has any kind of advantage like uh, obviously Embiid can can eat up on anybody he, he he wants on that team um they have a rookie point guard which helps um i was actually podcasting about this last weekend i think the only thing that would really you know serve as a credible concern for fans would be like hey does does um Terry Rogier have one of those insane nights that he's had this season where he can't miss anything and he's hitting like ridiculous shots in which case like that's like problem because I mean nothing you can do you can throw at it really stops him but um at the same time, I mean realistically is that gonna that that they might win a game or two in that series off of that, but nothing sustainable so I think fans would 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 certainly welcome um that matchup uh conversely, I would also venture to say that. Sixers fans, and I would and I would encourage Sixers fans to not dismiss the Miami Heat in the matchup because I think the Heat could give the Sixers uh, some significant problems.
0: Yeah, it's funny, you know, looking from the perspective of a different team because if you asked Heat Twitter if we had to face the Hornets in the first round, which it now is not going to happen, but you know, two weeks ago, a week ago we probably would have had people that are like, I'd rather play the Bucks than the Hornets because we cannot <laughs> control those guards. You know, Malik Monk went off against us, Rozier, um, you know, we just have a hard time with that type of team. But With you guys having Embiid, they just don't have, you know, P.J. Washington can't guard him. And obviously, Biambo and Cody Zeller have no choice, you know, with, with with Embiid. So it's funny looking at it from a different perspective because the Hornets are a team that scare they don't scare me now, but they scared me to death a few weeks ago. And, uh, you know, when you when you have a different lineup, it obviously is a different perspective.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think Heat fans, what, for, for Heat fans, I think it's you really can't underestimate just how great Eric Spolstra is. Um, yeah, I think he's, like, one of the top two or three coaches in the NBA. I think it was maybe, like, the fact that people thought it might have been Brad Stevens for, like, a split second, was because like, the Heat had that, like, that brief lull where they were mid-500 team, like 2018, 2017, 2018, 2018, 2019, and then obviously last year they were very good. So I, I think he's like a top two or three coach in the league, and um, I think he can make the appropriate adjustment. It's surprising that Heat fans would be concerned about that, but considering that like by proxy you kind of have like a similar archetype with Bam, now, granted, Bam and Embiid play a different type of game, but um, like it's still a, like a similar archetype—very versatile, very athletic, very um, you know thunderous type players, if you will. And um, I would think that if, if 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 it's the man in the middle, that would be a concern. The Heat would be very, very, very uh, happy with their opportunity. But uh, I think Charlotte like won a game in Miami this year. Is that correct? <laughs>
0: Yeah, we we got the most recent game. I think it was two Sundays ago. But prior to that, they just they took it to us. I mean, we we, we had this problem. We call it in Heat Twitter. It's called the Random Scrub Heat Killer, R-S-H-K. And guys like Evan Fournier is a historic one. Um, it, it goes back to just years and years of guys that are are not supposed to hurt the heat that just crush us. Um you know, and, and in the chat, Gad is talking about the Heat We're up 13, six minutes left. Malik Monk goes nuclear, just starts knocking down threes. And you're like, who the hell is this guy? Ethan Skolnick from Five Reasons Sports actually had a tweet, probably uh, as infamous as yours uh, in a way. <laughs> he said, uh, Malik Monk, essentially Malik Monk is the only Kentucky guy that hasn't panned out. And all of a sudden, it's like someone showed him the tweet and then he just just started knocking down threes. So it's it's one of those weird phenomenons, and and I think you know if you look at the Hornets for the long term, it's a team that I think over the course of time is is going to be on the map with with Lamelo and and all those young guards, and they have a pretty good front court. I really like Jalen McDaniels. Uh, yeah, you know, long, athletic, he can kind of do a little bit of everything. Um, but you know, in the immediate future, this next few weeks, I don't. If they played you in the first round, I would be surprised if they got a game.
1: I, they played the Sixers. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think like that's the type of f- team that just Joel Embiid thrives against playing. Like he knows he can have his way, and he'll like he'll he would I think would like to make quick work of that series because get as much rest as you can. Um, but I mean, I, I think just the way it's playing out, um, like it's gonna. I think right now it's that the the Celtics would be playing the. Uh, the hornets i believe are the, is i know the celtics are the 7 seed uh i think the hornets are the 8 seed they're the, they're the 8 seed and then it's 9 versus 10 is indiana washington so the seven, if so if the hornets were to win that um that playing game against the um the celtics i i believe uh they would get the automatic pass to the second round or to to the uh 7 seed and the Celtics would be gone. So I mean, basically, that that it would they would be you know Nets Hornets the way it's lining up, and the Hornets are are what two games back of the Celtics right now. So I I I find it hard to believe that that matchup would be there. Um, You know, it's it's it, it, we'll see. But I think like just the, the I think like the fact that we're having this conversation really is a testament to, hey, this is exactly what the NBA wanted happen they wanted people to be doing podcasts and live shows and debates and discussions and columns and you know think pieces about like this play-in tournament because there's interest obviously there's a there's a there's an incredible element of randomness uh that this playment to this play-in tournament has provided where we don't we don't really know how things are going to pan out yet and that's exactly the point point. and it was some people hate it um <clears throat> teams like the celtics hate it the hornets hate it uh, Pacers hate it. Wizards hate it. I'm sure to some extent the top one or two seeds probably don't like it because they would like to, you know, they, they don't like the, the 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 gravity of like, hey, like what 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 can happen here. Um, but this is exactly what the NBA wants. I think the fact that we're even having this discussion, um, it's it's probably exactly what the NBA intended.
0: Yeah, I'll be honest. Just like LeBron, I hated it until. I guess last night when we clinched at least the 60 <laughs> Exactly
1: right. You know, it's exactly
0: convenient right. like that, right? No, exactly I, I, right. I agree with you. I really like it. Um, you know, when we're looking at it right now, uh, the teams that will be involved have three games left. The Celtics are three games back of the Knicks, Heat, and Hawks. So the Celtics are in seven. Uh, they are two games ahead of the Hornets, who are in eight. Then the Pacers are tied with the Hornets. And then you have the Wizards that are a game back. So it, it, there's basically a two-game gap between Boston and Charlotte and Indiana. And then you have a game back from the Wizards. The Bulls are three games back of the Wizards, most likely, unless they I win think out.
1: One game. I think
0: it's like one game they have left to lose. And if they lose, they're done. Yeah. So yeah. they're they're skating on thin ice. So you know when you're looking at that group: Boston, Charlotte, Indiana, Washington, especially without Bradley Beal. You know, it, it, to a point, I guess, you know, if you're a first or second seed, you're not going to know who you're playing. I guess, I think it's till Thursday. No, no, no. You would. Yeah. Thursday. I think Tuesday, Thursday are the games next week. So you won't know for a couple of days, but uh, you know, you're, you've got enough guys on staff that they're certainly doing both scenarios, you know, who they're going to play, figuring that out. And, and, you know, it's, it's not like, it's like an NCAA tournament type thing. You're, you're preparing ahead, Not just for the first round. The Sixers are thinking, okay, the four or five are these teams. We're preparing an advanced scout for those guys too. And it's, you know, I I don't think that's any sort of disadvantage to a team that gets to first or second seed. And I just can't imagine any of those teams putting too much pressure on Philly or Brooklyn or maybe Milwaukee if they can get up to the two.
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. Um, I think a lot of times, like. the team that gets hot at the very end is sometimes more dangerous than the team that's been there all year long. Um, Just because they have that confidence of like, we can, Hey, we can do this. Like we're hot right now where we, 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 we we had to play our butts off to get to this point. Um, And, you know, they're, they're, they're coming in with a lot of momentum, a team that's been there all, all season might have lost four out of five to end the year just hypothetically speaking so you know i, I think a lot of times a team like a wizard like the wizards on, on paper it, it looks like a sixers you know blow them out and i think you know that they would pre- still project to win that series pretty pretty um pretty fairly but i would still say like hey um don't take this team lately because they 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 have momentum they've what, they've won 15 of 19, whatever it is, 14 of 18. So, you know, I think – but I I think generally the point is that the one and the two seed should certainly not be too afraid.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. We do have a couple people that are trying to jump into the mic. Mm -hmm. So it looks like JT uh, from Miami Sports Junkie Podcast has uh, jumped onto the stage. So, JT, go.
2: Well, no, I I don't really have a question. I just want to say uh, thank you for hopping on. I know uh, the Heat and Philly – uh Twitter don't really agree on a lot of things, but I think it's very cool that you uh, hopped on yeah, yeah uh, thank you uh it's nice to meet you j
1: t and um it's certainly um i try to be accessible for uh, for people who who follow me and i uh, i'm always happy to you know um take my time to uh to to talk with people who want to talk it's uh it's definitely why i part of why i came into this business for sure
2: yeah it's pretty it's pretty neat how um i know there's a bunch of fans that don't really get along with other fan bases, but I think it's pretty neat how I think it's pretty neat how you know um, how it can everything can all just come along. So
1: yeah, it's a it's it's it is really like the world of, of social media really is what it is. Like there are times when I have to turn off my DMs for a couple of days till things you know like smooth over. Um, there are certainly times when I have to uh, turn off my replies or whatever, but uh, you know it's 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 definitely it's it's all part of of of, of, of the the. the the gig and and the presence on online. And at the end of the day, we're talking about sports. I mean, it's so, it's so like trivial and and, and unimportant in the grand scheme of things. It's just our, our way of, of life in the, in this world, our culture.
2: Yeah. I think sports, like I always tell people um, sports always brings people together. Like uh, that's just me personally. I think that's, you know, sports has always been an outlet for me to distress. And I think even talking about it and having casual and, Normal debates <laughs> are always, you know, fun and interesting to get into. So, yeah, for sure.
1: I, uh, I like one thing I, I'll, I'll say is like um, to people who are like younger and and you know, the, I, I'm I, I haven't I can't say I've made it myself yet. I mean, I still am very I'm young. I'm in my twenties. I have a long way to go. But I always say, you know, the one one the lessons that I've learned like be kind to everybody, be you know, be confident, be humble. Um, but I think like just the, what people don't really take into account sometimes is like, yeah, we all love sports and, and all this for me, it really was like, I, 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 I found myself in this, in this business, in this world. Um, you know, when I was a senior in college and I remember the day, like vividly, I just thought I'd reach out to this blog and, you know, think like maybe I could you know write a little bit or do whatever. And cause I had already figured out what my job was going to be at a school. And then lo and behold, like, I had like a change of identity really. And it was really an epiphany for me that this is what I wanted to do with my life. And uh, it sort of helped it, it sports in a way. It's kind of helped shape who I am, which is deep. And it's sort of like, it's, it's, I guess, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of corny, but it, for me, it is the truth. So it's, it's kind of incredible how those two worlds collide.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that. Cause you know, we have a, I mean, all, all fan bases have some sort of presence on Twitter and podcasts and things like that. But, you know, I, I just can speaking from Heat Twitter and Heat's uh, fan base and podcast, it's, it's been cool to see the growth. And I think podcasting over the pandemic has obviously grown because people have not a whole lot going on. And, uh, you know, I've only really been jumping into this for the past few months. But you have the growth and addition of different, you know, Heat perspectives and different shows have their own styles. You know, we have five reasons is, is a very good source of kind of reporting and, and they have their sources. You also have the Miami heat beat crew. That's a little bit more comical. They make jokes. They've got, you know, bits that go on, on their show and uh, you know, smaller podcasts. Miami sports junkie uh, in the lane with twisted tapioca, all these different guys. It's really cool to see, you know, everybody's not reporting the same thing. Everybody's style is not the same way, but collectively, you know, you're, you're presenting the story that wasn't there two three four five years ago so definitely cool to see all that
3: um,
1: yeah and you know it's it's uh, one thing i noticed about like the heat is like i i have so much going on with the sixers that i don't have time to like go through every fan bases like different like ins and outs and and, and their whole like functionality of, of how their their media is delivered but uh, like the heat have you have five reasons why which you know i see all the time uh, people talking about uh you know the miami heat beat with my i i i don't know my cool i don't know the the cool terminology for it but Maya heat beat is i think is what it is with uh with um ira winderman is that who it is so miami heat beat is um
0: it, it's really five reasons branched out of that it originally started as miami okay. heat beat and then uh miami heat beat now it's um it's John Carlo Navas and Alphonse Sidney. Um, Ira works a little bit with Ethan from Five Reasons on their own. Uh, it's on Onside Radio, so they do some different things. Uh, Gad, that's actually uh, going to talk here in a second on the mic, he's he's a Five Reasons contributor, so
3: yeah. it's
0: cool. And, and Ethan, I think, with Five Reasons, has done a really good job of, of getting people that are younger trying to get into the game and giving them the platform to really boost themselves up. I mean, they have – Brady Hawk is – he's like he's like 16 17 years old he's in high school and he's on the post game zooms i mean yeah he's 17 years old and if you didn't know any better you would think that he's you know coming out of college with you know all this experience and it's, it's really cool to see that you know as a personal side that he's going to have this opportunity that sometime down the road i'm sure he's going to be a great Heat or nba reporter so I'll, yeah
1: I'll, that's pretty that is really cool
0: yeah i'll turn it over to gad gad
1: um.
3: Yeah, can you guys hear me? I'm in my car right now. I don't know if you guys can hear. Okay, okay cool. I hear you. Um. So, Austin, thank you for taking the time to do this. Obviously, like uh, JT said, it's – I mean, being a Sixers fan with that tweet and whatnot, so thank you for taking the time. But I did have this question regarding the game tomorrow because the Heat and Sixers, the first time that they played, uh, I don't believe either team was at full strength. No. So this is probably going to be the closest thing to – a playoff preview if they were to see each other in that uh, one and four or five matchup in the second round. Do you think that because Philly X's and O's wise is the superior team, but do you think that the psychological aspect of potentially the heat winning this game? If the Sixers play at full strength would factor into a potential playoff series.
1: You know, that's a that's the million dollar question. Um, I, I think like the one thing I've learned from Doc Rivers his first year in in Philly is like it's so hard to like gauge the way that he thinks, the way that the team thinks. They they, they leave a lot to mystery, um, and and they're not quite as like emotional and and you know uh, loud of a team as they were in years past. Um, I would venture to say it probably. Um, is something that you know they would that would linger because how could it not? I mean, this is a team that has you know uh, one of the the stars that used to be a sixer and you know led them to basically the the brink of of getting to the conference finals before you know the the shot from Kawhi. So I think um, you know there is obviously always going to be a little bit of an extra uh, spice there with, with, with when you know we're playing against the Miami Heat. There certainly was in the first game last year. Uh, I know Philadelphia fans were were were. They, they, that was like a playoff environment for for the, for the sixers fans last year, that first game when the, when the sixers won by like forty or whatever it was, and then obviously he'd had the last laugh the rest of the season
2: um but we don't talk I, about that first game
1: that, yeah exactly it didn't happen that's right that's right. It was Josh Richardson um, now um but yeah i mean i, I listen I, I I texted in my work chat last night. Um, I was like, I was like uh, the Sixers better clinch in Indiana cause they're not going to clinch in Miami. Um, I, I don't, I don't think they're going to win tomorrow night. I really don't. Um, Ooh, interesting. yeah, I, I just think like, first of all, Miami is a very prideful organization. Um, you know, I, I think people, I think, I think heat culture is, is real to an extent. I, I don't know that it's, I, I don't, I, I'm not immersed in it in, or in, you know, in that locker room or in, in that, uh, I guess in, in that channel of, 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 of the NBA enough to know what's real and what isn't real. But I, I, you know, I, I think they're a very prideful organization that, that, that plays very, very hard. And if you don't play hard, you're not getting on the floor to begin with. So you're going to be playing hard out there. Um, but I think they would not like to see the Sixers clinch on their home floor. I think they're going to do, um, you know, near as much as they possibly can to make sure that they prolong that, that weight. Um, I mean, having said that, obviously Oladipo going out as a gut punch, even though I don't know he was going to play tomorrow. And now Jimmy is questionable with the right eye contusion uh, from last night. So we'll see if, if if Jimmy doesn't play. I like the Sixers chances better. Um, but I would uh, I would venture to say that if the Miami Heat are at full strength, um, I would I would probably pick the, the Heat to, to, to stick to keep the Sixers, Sixers. waiting another day do you think
3: that the Sixers are going to treat this like a playoff game as well?
1: Um, well, so I, I heard, I was told, um, that Joel is going to make the trip to, to Miami to play in this game. And he's listed as questionable. Whereas last night he was out. So I guess there, I mean, I, I guess that source was correct. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I think if Joel is there, it tells you that they're, they're going to treat it like a playoff game and try to set the tone there. Um, But, you know, I I think I think Miami and the Sixers, for all intents and purposes, have, you know, they don't have a ton to play for each. Like the Sixers still have to just win one of their last two games. And they play in the Magic twice in Philly this weekend if they don't win tomorrow. So, I mean, this isn't the end all be all, but I think that would be it would be it would like to have that taste in their mouth that we went into Miami and and won that game to clinch the one seed. So uh, it'll be interesting to see for sure.
2: That was
0: gonna it be my next like, question. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say it seems like over the last roughly week that the Sixers, maybe not even about a half a week since last weekend, uh, the Sixers have kind of rotated through who they rest. Like I know last weekend, Tybal and Corkmoss sat out a game. Then the last game, you know, it seems like they're not resting. They're not. They're certainly not out of the woods yet. They have to win one more game. But if I if I'm
1: right, I think Friday Sunday is the Magic come to town for two games. That's correct. Yep, the magic are in town. That is the tanking magic. So there is really no excuse if the Sixers can't clinch the one seed. Uh, yeah, I, I would say my remorse for them, the, the, my 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 writing and recaps would reflect a team that, you know, shit themselves in the end. Sure. there's no reason to not win, not clinch that one seed.
0: And Andrew makes a point in the chat. He said, uh, you know, would Philly look at this like if they can beat Miami and knock them back down into that six seed? that would push them on the other side of the bracket, would that, you know, would that motivate them? And, and I think on the flip side, the next game we play is Milwaukee. That's on right. Friday, that's on what Saturday. I'm and that would almost be, they want to let us win if they're not fighting for two, three, because then that would push them back up to the top half of the bracket. Uh, you know, I don't know how much that's, you know, I think Shaq made that point last night on TNT. He talked about how the Heat in I think 2006 or 2005 he was talking about tried to lose games to manipulate who they played in the first round. It, you just wonder sometimes where it's it's so hard. There's so many variables that are out of your control that you winning and losing unless it's all in your hands, it, it doesn't necessarily. It, it might not work out in your favor. Um, so I don't I don't know.
1: Yeah, you know, I I think like number one. This whole conversation that we're like you're talking about, like with intentionally losing games to manipulate your playoff bracket, it's it's the other point of the play in tournament. Like, that's why they they try to get rid of it because they don't want teams trying to, you know, manipulate who they play in the first round by winning or intentionally losing games. So I I think my philosophy and all this would be like, hey, win as many games as you can, win every game, and then, you know, you'll deal with what happens at that point. Um, But I, I would, I'm sure Milwaukee would like to see the Heat. Um, drop or you know stay stay out of their out of their way in the bracket, um, and then I also I'm sure the Sixers would also like that as well. But uh, yeah, I th- I think you know Milwaukee has a tiebreaker over both Philly and Brooklyn, um, and I, I forget who Milwaukee plays. And I I, obviously it's the the Heat in there, but. Um, I think like I did like a little bit of digging into this on Sunday, and I I, I remember thinking like okay so Brooklyn or Brooklyn and, and Milwaukee both have a good chance of just finishing up, you know three and zero whatever it is undefeated. So, um, you know I I think I, I think a lot of like what this comes down to is the fact that the Heat on the tiebreaker over the Knicks, and they're they're you know they're 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 right there they're they're all tied up with the um in terms of those playoff seedings but those those tiebreakers are immensely important this year. Um right now the Heat are the 5th seed, the Knicks are the 6th and the Hawks are the are the 4. I believe the Hawks have the season series over the over the Heat. So if the Hawks so you know if if you know if if Atlanta finishes strong, Miami finishes strong and 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 you know Nets and and Bucks take care of business, things you know should remain the the way that they are really. Um I mean if, if the Bucs to care of business, then the Heat obviously lost the game there. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it, there's a – really, you know, you have, what, five days, four days left in the season, and there's still, like, so much left to happen. There's such a long way to go still. It's kind of crazy to think about.
0: Yeah, just looking at uh, the remaining schedule, Sixers, they have uh, a trip to Miami, then two at home against Orlando. Brooklyn is home against San Antonio. Home against Chicago, home against Cleveland. So, at least two of those are very winnable games. I think yeah, San Antonio yeah. just beat
1: them, but they are getting hardened back tonight. So that's and that's I believe obviously- I believe the Knicks have like three. I know the Knicks have three in a row. It's like Charlotte, San Antonio, and Boston to end the season. Correct. So they have a good chance of, of you know at least going to two and one, three and zero, oh. um, and that you know that's all they can do. the Knicks just to stay where they are and and or if not get higher believe, you know, obviously Miami has Philly, they have Milwaukee, and then they have – I forget who they have at the end, but Detroit. So that's going to be a win um, unless the Heat have other have other plans and who they are like to play uh, in the playoffs. But, um you know – Detroit it, it, has beat us this season, so. That's right. I think in the very beginning it was like <laughs> – yeah. yeah, it was a weird game. It was like a Jeremy Grant go-off game, right?
0: See, you're, you're catching on. Random scrub heat killers. That's Sadiq, that's Sadiq right. Bay, one of those
1: types of guys will just go
0: off on us. Wayne Ellington. Yeah.
1: Of course, that's how it has to go. We have a Hall of Fame for that, so. <laughs> I, I, I've been told, yes, uh, Philly Heat has, has informed me that there is a Hall of Fame. I, there was a moniker for it, too, wasn't there? Yeah, it's, it's hashtag RSHK. Is, if, if you ever see that, that's what it means. Yep. There we go. There
0: we go. Well, let's transition into uh, maybe the, the hottest topic. Once we announced that Austin was going to come on the show, <laughs> people people did their background, their homework. They started looking into things, you know, looking through his resume, looking through his work. And uh, so, I'm just going to read the tweet. I know I put it out there on Twitter. <laughs> I tried to, you know, not, not make the focus. I'm going to cringe. I'm going to
1: cringe as you read this live. This will be there, the
0: uh, there were some definite uh, replies and quote tweets and stuff that. You know, even heat fans were like, "Why the hell would you have this guy on the show like it was crazy. I was like, man, the backlash I'm taking for the things that Austin said it's a little excessive, but
2: yeah, this might uh, be our last this might be our last part, you know, <laughs> yeah, we might. This.
0: so this is uh July tenth twenty nineteen It is at twelve o four a m so you know who knows what Austin was doing at that point of the mm-hmm. night I think
1: it was actually a, a it was the, the very early afternoon I remember I remember I was in like a class for uh, the the securities industry ex- ex- uh, essentials exam for like okay. the financial industry. I remember I tweeted it at, like noon, and then it was just one notification after the other. I, I was like, I I opened up a can of worms. I didn't realize that what I was doing. <laughs> uh,
0: so here's the tweet. Okay, the infamous words from Austin. He said Jimmy Butler chose being quote the guy on an eighth seed in Miami over being one of the two main options on the East best team, and for. Informing a big two in L.A. with the guy who just carried the Raptors to a title. Butler is a losing player. That's a fact. Not taking <laughs> questions at this time. So since we've let this go for, you know, two years now, Austin, we are now going to hope that you are taking questions. In, I was going to say, what a forum. <laughs> and now, <laughs> let's have you look back a little bit. Uh, what are you, you know, thinking about what you said? And, I, you know, jokingly, obviously, I think you know that some of those words are, you would like to take them back. And unfortunately, Twitter doesn't let you edit them out. But yes. what do you think about, you know, what you said and how it's. Yeah. Um,
1: you know. I was 22 and I'm 24 now, so I'm not that much older. I can't say I I, I can't, you know, use the excuse that I was a 16 year old brat who didn't know what the meaning of anything was. I mean, I was not here. Yeah. No, I, I don't have that excuse. I, you know, I was more. The, I, I hadn't quite made the transition from fan to credible journalist at the time, and um, you know it was it was right after the the, the signing had happened, uh, sign and trade. Um, obviously, Jimmy was was a massive, massive, massive piece of that team, um, and you know there were there were lingering ideas that he would go to Miami. Um, now, I, I think the right way to have worded that was. I d- I don't know why he chose the Heat at the time because I mean they were they I mean they, they were they were offering a roster of Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo, Duncan Robinson, you know, and and at the time those weren't names that were proven. Um and to their credit to the Heat's credit to those guys' credit to Jimmy's credit um all those guys have now transformed and and had and have made the Heat into this this sort of juggernaut that they are and you know they have Kendrick Nunn who has been who who was I would have had on my all rookie team. Um, If I had, if I'd had a vote, I thought he was tremendous last year. Um, People want to keep in mind the fact that like he had the, the issue and off the court with the, uh, with the, you know, abuse thing. And, you know, I I hope he's, uh, you know, improved as a person from that, but I'm a believer that, you know, people, you know, deserve second chances. You know, you have to scale that obviously for context sometimes, but, um, I w I w it was nice to see a guy like that, um, who was undersized, uh, you know, it had, had uh, off the court issues and made some mistakes sort of, you know, come back to, um, become a really good player and, and an impact player. And then obviously Jimmy was tremendous for them and, uh, credit to all those people who, um, who, you know, really saw something there that a lot of the national pundits didn't see. I certainly didn't see at the time. Um, and they were really an incredible team now, uh, you know, I, I think it's interesting with the with 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 with, with the heat now, and I, I'm not going to push away from the subject because obviously, I you know, I, I, it's it's history now. Uh, it's something that I can't take back. I, I wish I hadn't ordered it that way and I hadn't said that. Although I think at the time, my mind was aligned with some of what the national people were saying in terms of like this team isn't ready to win, um, and obviously they proved everybody wrong. Um, but having said that, now if I could go back, I would not just because of the backlash, but because of the way it, it, it painted me as someone who, um, you know, was incredible, was more of a fan, and 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 than anything else. And I, obviously, uh, Jimmy proved me wrong for sure. He's, you know, he he. he I don't know that he'll get a title because I, I just, and that's not me doubting him. I just don't know. Like, who knows what the future holds? Um, but I, I do think that you know he has certainly proven that. He can do whatever it takes to win, uh, you know, and, and, and get to a finals. I I, I was, you know, I, I, part of me believed that LeBron was actually going to succumb to him in the heat if uh, if, Dragic, if Dragic was healthy for that uh, finals run. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, it was not my finest moment, and uh, I wish I could take it back. I thought, ultimately, at the very end, I l- learned the right lesson in that sometimes it's you know it's a lot it's it's more important to say you're i was wrong and 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 i'm sorry than to you know try to live into the bit and 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 take it further um and that's just a part of growing up i think and a part of 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 this business that sometimes ultimately alienates people from themselves because they just can't say i was wrong and um you know I, i i wanted to be someone who could admit to their mistakes and 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 not be that guy that you you know, you look at and say, "Well, he's an asshole because he can't admit that he's wrong and he's arrogant and he's this and he's that." Um, so I'll wear that for the rest for the rest of my career, and uh, you know, it, 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 I I I I think I've grown from it, and uh, I, I'm fortunate that I've been able to enjoy Twitter more than I was in August when I couldn't like send out the send out a single character
2: without getting bombarded. <laughs> I just, I don't think anybody really thought that you know Jimmy was going to take us through that you know, kind of level. I I mean, there were some tweets out there and some things the national media was saying, like, oh, the Heat aren't even going to make the playoffs. Like, that was a little absurd. Uh, I I think that was, especially with Jimmy and and Bam was kind of on the rise on that um, as a player. Uh, But I I think I get what you're saying, you know, in the sense that, you know, he had just gone pretty far in the playoffs and was a shot away from going to the, you know, conference finals. So I kind of get that, but... (laughs) Uh, it was just a bad tweet at a bad time. And, you know, for you, you know, and I I just think, and
1: and going uh, forward,
2: like, like if anyone ever,
1: if I, if I see my friends tweeting about the heat, I'll DM like, you do not want to do that. Stay away, delete your tweet, maybe even delete your account because you don't realize the the arsenal that, 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 that is lined up against you right now. Um, to, 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 to your guys credit, uh, I don't know a lot of heat fans, but, um, there are many of them out there and they do not let you forget things. So I have a bunch of memes made of me of, 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 of myself with a horse's penis coming off my head. I think it is. Oh
2: my God. Also
1: one of, there's also one of me milking a horse or milking a cow or whatever it is. To oh, forget. Man. But uh,
2: yeah.
1: I can't say I don't, I can't say I didn't deserve it. I will say yeah. that I will, I, I'll wear it. So definitely so, he, he Twitter is
0: vicious. I will say that. <laughs> sure. There's no doubt about that. You know, not just focusing on the what was said, but now, you know, with us looking back at it, I think this would be a different discussion if we had this conversation in August or September when the Heat were coming out of being in the finals because the Sixers were sort of a mess. You know, coming out of last season, the way that the pair, Joel and Ben, worked, there were questions if they could play together, you know, last season without Doc. Everything was just kind of a disaster. And so there was no doubt that at that point, Jimmy coming to Miami was certainly a win for Miami. Now, when you look at it, I, I don't necessarily think there's a, a loser in this, but you look at it that Philly right now is the one seed, one of the favorites to win the championship, definitely one of the favorites in the East. Miami just came out of the finals. We've dealt some some, some things this year, but certainly we wouldn't say, oh, we don't want Jimmy here. So, you know, looking at it from your perspective as, as a Sixers fan and, and covering the Sixers, you know, that decision, If if you look back on it now, do you think – you know, keeping Tobias, and and then the decision that came after with Al Horford, and and down the line, I know we're changing a lot of things if we put Jimmy back in Philly. But what what do you think now? Because you're sitting pretty, but you know, a year ago you would have probably said, "Man, we we really miss Jimmy."
1: Yeah, you know, and even like a year ago, I, I think they would. I mean, this this is like what it comes down to. And you know, I, I there were a bunch of reports that came out after last season ended for the Sixers where they, it was just, you know. Team, a team trying to save their jobs by like putting out as much fire as they could with like who who was responsible for what and, and whatnot. I don't really care what anybody says. There's no way in my mind that this was a matter of like, Oh, the Sixers didn't offer. Oh, you know, uh, he, Jimmy didn't like Brett Brown. He was going to always outlast Brett Brown. Brett Brown wasn't going to, wasn't going to be in Philly for five for the entire duration of, of his contract. So that didn't, that, that was just not going to, be something that i was gonna listen to because it was ridiculous um what it came down to i think was just you know and what it would have come down to is ben and jimmy were not going to get along um jimmy wants the ball in his hands uh you know is my observation um, from my experience with him and obviously from watching him in miami um and you know ben wants the ball in his hands and i, I think you know, jimmy wanted more pick and roll with him and 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 that's as great but there's not two basketballs, and Ben wants the ball in his hands, and then Ben wants to be in the dunker spot, and so I think even if, or no, Ben doesn't doesn't Ben doesn't want to be in the dunker spot. They they would like him in the dunker spot, but that that's not good for 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 Ben Simmons and the clutch sports brand and whatever. So, uh, you know, I, I think what it comes down to is it was obviously tremendous for the Heat. He he's fit right in, and 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 it's worked out uh, to this point, and they've. Let him be him, and I think it's been, it's worked out for the best. Um, and for the Sixers, I think like indirectly, as time has kind of um, has gone on, I wouldn't say it was for the best because Jimmy is obviously a world class player. He's a top, you know. I think he's an all. I think he's certainly a candidate for All NBA uh, second team, maybe even NBA first team, depending on who you ask. Um, and that's that's obviously you don't you don't mind having Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler, and Joel Embiid. That's not, it's not, not a bad thing, but I will say that I think chemistry matters, especially when you're a, a contender. And I think there would have been a lot of internal butting of heads um, with, with Ben and, 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 and Jimmy. And I think even then, like, I don't think Doc would be the head coach now because Doc likes to switch a lot on defense. Jimmy doesn't like to switch. Um, and so, I think, you know, there would have been some butting heads there and some friction, and maybe Doc doesn't even come to the Sixers, and in which case maybe they don't get – maybe the coach they get doesn't work quite as well, and then maybe they're not in this spot now. There's a lot going on here, and I think um, on paper it would have been great to keep them for sure, but at the end of the day, um, you know, the Sixers are are, are the one seed. Um, It's been quite a turnaround for them over the last nine months. Um, It's actually a question I'm going to ask them in the coming days is, like, how the hell did this all happen in nine months? Um, <laughs> but uh, I think, you know, both teams can look back and say, like, indirectly we all got what we wanted out of this,
0: I think. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Jabari, did you have a question?
4: Hey, I came in a little late, so I missed the, um, what he was saying. So I'll, I can't make a I I just, you know, I heard them talk about how the Sixers became – you no know, or the one seat and that's the only thing that I heard and that you know, if Jimmy would have stayed, maybe Doc didn't wouldn't have came and that Jimmy doesn't wanna switch, but Jimmy does switch. What are you talking about? <laughs> that, that's the only one thing I disagree with what he said.
1: Well so well so back when he was in Philly he voiced a lot of dissatisfaction with the idea of switching he wasn't big on switching there was like a game against the bulls where they were switching on pick and roll and 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 it got blown up and zach levine scored a layup with like one second left to give them the lead and i think like you could even there was like the camera cut to jimmy on the bench and you could see a mouth like this don't work man um and he would so i mean at least in philly he he was not a fan of the switching now maybe there are different schemes there's different help help side schemes and miami that mitigate his his uh his dissatisfaction with it but at least in in Philly he was not a f- fan
2: of switching. Just a quick question, Austin. Did you were you did you ever see the um podcast he did with uh, uh what Jimmy I'm talking about with JJ Redick? Did you ever see it's, that
1: one? I've studied every podcast ex- a, a, a appearance these he's had and I know he fans are going to think he's in my head. I'm just very I'm genuinely intrigued <laughs> by the guy because I think he's a very like interesting person is he has like all these diverse interests and he his is. background is obviously, is obviously you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a feel good story with, you know, from his young age and, you know, going to Juco and then going to Marquette and 30th pick to now being a, a top 10, top 15 player in the league. So I think he's a very interesting guy. And I think, you know, he, he wanted to keep it fair and, uh, and keep it respectful and professional, but there were obviously some things there that, that did not end on terms that he felt were respectful towards him.
2: Mm-hmm. And one last, are you sure you're a 76ers fan? Because I've never met a 76ers fan that I've gotten along with. So are you sure? Well, maybe
4: I, maybe because he has some level of introspective. Yeah.
1: yeah you would think, right? Um, I, I would say I can't stand the fan base, the Sixers fan base. Like, I really, I really, like, I say this all the time to people I can't stand Sixers fans. I think they're the most, like, Negative people—they generally don't understand what they're talking about. They they, they view things through like a very um, discolored pair of glasses. So I think they're in, intolerable <laughs> for the most part. Um, oh. um But yeah. I, I, you know, this is the team that I, I that I grew up watching, and uh, to say that I get to do this is is really cool. A lot of my friends from high school are like, "I can't believe you get to do this." So I mean, I, I'm, I'm here. I, I do what I do for for. You know the experience of being able to, you know, to, to cover basketball professionally, and uh, and you know to 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 cover the team that that I grew up watching, and I, I definitely don't do it to because to, to, I love Sixers fans. I definitely do not enjoy Sixers fans. They drive me crazy every single night. It's like I, I feel like I'm Keith Smith most of the time because I'm always like. <laughs> This is why you need to calm down and and not and not like, <laughs> so negative. So I, I got I spent half my time thinking like, like Am I like Am I actually morphing into Keith Smith, but of like less Northeast?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um, but uh, you know it's 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 experience it's an experience. Every season I come back wanting more. So I guess there's something to it there.
4: <laughs> so I guess Austin, you can say that if you have a Venn diagram of Eagle fans and the Sixer fans, it's probably just a circle. <laughs>
1: I would say the difference is I think Eagles fans are intelligent a lot of the time. Uh, whereas with Sixers fans at the time, I'm left, left thinking like, what are you talking about? I can't reply yeah. to you or like answer <laughs> you because I don't know what you're talking about. It, it, we, it have, we have, we have heat
4: Twitter like that too. So don't worry. It's not just the Sixers. Oh, you it it, it They're a heat Twitter. Oh yeah. I try to avoid that. Like the plague.
1: yeah and then like face like sixers facebook is also a joke like i
4: I, no facebook is facebook is a garbage ground for sports there's nothing literally nothing good on sports on facebook anymore
1: yeah no i'll i'll go i'll I'll look look through facebook every once in a while just to see like if 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 someone like screenshot something that i posted or you know like someone was turned off something that i said Mm -hmm. and it'll be like things like you'll have those decorated backgrounds with like the big like the big phrasing like the Sixers should have kept Al Horford for this moment and I'm thinking like what the fuck are you talking about it's funny man like you say that
0: about about Philly fans and and having been here now for almost a year the the emotional attachment is incredible like it's nothing I've ever experienced and I don't say that to like put a dig at Miami sports fans because they're very passionate also, but it's a whole nother level, man. Like the, you know, and I be my first Eagles fan in this Eagles season in the city, like, Holy cow. And it it was obviously not the greatest season to be here for, but the reactions (laughs) and catching you know, listen to WIP and stuff like that when I'm in the car, the, the calls that come in, I'm like it, you know, not having the emotional attachment to it as a Philly fan, it's it's hysterical to me uh it's it's so funny
1: yeah well you know so the wip in 97.5 i think that's how i got into like i wanted to get into the into the into the business of it because i was a junior in college when i started producing my own radio show or at villanova where i went to school and then um my i started podcasting my senior year and it all came back to like, because I, I I couldn't stop listening to sports radio. I found it like endlessly entertaining, and I was always engaged by it. And then, as I started to realize that like I had a voice and I had my own platform, I re- I began realizing like I actually disagree with so much of what is said, and I can't tolerate these people, so I stopped listening to it. Um, but I mean, I, I I will say like with with Philly with Philly sports radio, there's clearly a very biased favoritism towards the football team where they'll they'll be a lot more receptive of their failures and a lot more uh, understanding of, of their shortcomings. But with the Sixers, it's like constantly like Ben Simmons is like Ben Simmons is like a you know the worst player in the NBA because he can't shoot, and he's this, and he's that, and the Sixers are never going to be this, and never going to be that. And then I'm like reading through it and listening, to it. I'm thinking like, well, I could find about a billion contradictions of what you said of the last topic, which was the Eagles. So I, I, I've definitely ventured away from Philly Sports Radio, but uh, it's it, there is certainly uh, nothing like a Philly sports fan. Very passionate. After every loss, it's 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 the world's over um after every win it's we're going to a championship so it's 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 certainly a roller coaster and now if you apply that to like the Raptors series two years ago where Kawhi's shot hits the bottom of the rim pops up bounces and goes back in it's it's kind of like you would think like did everyone's just have like a heart attack like was there like was there like a stroke pandemic in in philadelphia Philadelphia? (laughs) because you go from like the, the ecstasy of oh the shot missed to now like Holy shit! That went in, and they're out, and that's it, and it's over, and we have all this uncertainty now. And you like you you think it'd be like the perfect calamity for Sixers fans because to go from such joy of overtime to oh my god we're out is like it's it's too much emotion to process at once.
2: Yeah, I've lived in Miami like uh, basically my whole life, Um, and you know I've been to games, I've been to Miami Hurricane games, I've been to. Dolphins games. I've been to all basically, you know, major sports uh, games. And Miami just, you know, you, you're in a heat game going against the uh, New York Knicks. There's probably more Knicks fans than there are Heat fans, you know. So, it's just Miami's so, like, divided when it comes to – at least in heat, for sure, 100% the heat. Like, it's so divided. Like, there, there's – like it's kind of like what Sean saying. Like, you know, in Philly, you have, you know, Canada with the Raptors. You have, you know, the Knicks in New York – you know, you have a bunch of you know fan bases that are like that have really, really like a lot of diehard, loyal fans. And Miami, you just don't, you have that to a certain extent. You know, it's just there's just such a mix of like Heat fans and like whatever other team that we're playing fans. So it's just, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, you know, and I, like so you, you 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 see it as like as like there's 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 so many like different fans and it's and it's this and it's that. I see it as like that's a reflection of the t- type of market that Miami is like. You have this, and I was in my. I was actually in Miami a couple months ago visiting my cousin, who's a who's a doctor. He's a resident at in uh in Miami in their ophthalmology, uh, one of one of like the big ophthalmology centers there. So um, you know, I was and I was in a very short. Can't say I. I can't say I'm part of the heat culture because I was there for such a short time, but. you know, it's, it's really, it speaks to like the market that Miami is of so many people want to come there and they want to, you know, move there. And you have people from New York who are Knicks fans who are migrating there for work or because it's just, it's just their desired location to be. And I think that kind of speaks to like the fact that, Hey, Miami's a really desirable market. And this off season is, is, is quietly a huge one for them because you have Duncan Robinson. You have to figure out what's going to happen there. Um, and, you know, you, there's talks about Kyle Lowry and talks about, you know, this guy and that guy. And then Oladipo now is a big decision to make. Um, so, you know, that that all comes back to like tough decisions to make because Miami is such a desirable market.
2: Yeah, for sure. You you just next time you got to stay long enough to have a colada and uh, play dominoes. So I had a, actually.
1: <laughs> no, oh, the dominoes—that's a good one. That's a good one. I, I, uh, I know. I, I saw the shot there. I, I I realized that it's a good one. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, apparently, he's a great dominoes player. I, I I don't. I've never played dominoes, so I can't. I can't speak
2: to yeah, him. But, yeah. But uh,
1: but apparently he, he's very good at it. And if I if I know anything about Jimmy Butler, it's probably that he doesn't. He does not lose too often in dominoes. <laughs>
0: Well, guys, we're right at about an hour, so I don't want to leave uh, or want to keep Austin too long. Uh, So I appreciate you guys coming in. Uh, I see some familiar faces. Andrew, Ben, Twisted Tapioca is in here. Uh, Sam and Nick, thanks for you guys coming in. Jabari, appreciate your questions. And JT, obviously, for coming in. Uh, Before we take off, Austin, one more time. I know, know we went over at the beginning, but where can we find your work and support your work?
1: yeah uh so i you can find me on twitter at nba krell um i cover the sixers at the painted dot com can find me there um also on youtube the painted lines on youtube is where, is where all my is where i am is where everyone else that i work with is um and that's what we do i want to thank you guys for keeping it respectful and not and and not you know telling me that you fuck my mom um <laughs>
2: Uh, we've been doing the
0: uh, side, <laughs> to, to side chat that we've been doing that yeah. yeah
2: of and course, of, of we, course so. we have a, a twitter group chat and you just don't even know the things we're saying I,
1: I, i'm sure like I, i'm sure i can imagine there's like a chat it's just like literally thousands of heat fans like to the capacity of twitter We just keep any professional it's just it's just, it's just memes of, of of me attached to different unfavorable positions <laughs> and, and doing unfavorable like, activities so i can only imagine <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be the album
0: art for when we put this on Spotify for the podcast. It's going to be that, uh, that horse cock oh, thing. That's man. So, oh, man. No, I'm, just messing, right. <laughs> I'm right. just messing with you. That's <laughs> just messing with you. So, yeah, tomorrow, obviously, Heat Sixers. Hopefully, uh, maybe in about two weeks, three weeks, we've got a Heat Sixers uh, second round matchup. And if we get to that point, maybe we can all uh, jump back in
1: and and talk about uh, hopefully a good series in the second round. For sure. And that's when I close my DMs. So that's when I know the memes come back. All right, guys. Well, I good appreciate idea. you guys coming in.
0: We'll uh, we'll get this chopped up and then uh, we'll we'll push it out on the Miami Sports Junkie podcast as soon as possible. So thanks to everybody coming in and have a good night. Bye, guys. Take care, everybody. Bye.